Hey, we're back, and it is Thursday, and today's spiritual discipline we're going to talk about is the discipline of confession. Uh, confession. Remember this, that God desires to forgive. Okay, uh, Way back in Genesis chapter 3, uh, at the very first you know, sin of mankind, already God had in mind a plan for forgiveness. All right, and so when we deal with forgiveness, uh, you know that the 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 spiritual discipline of confession comes in with this as well as we confess sin that we have done. Uh, and remember this: that confession is first and foremost something that we do to God. Okay, we confess to God above all else. We confess our sins to Him. Sherry, you're going to read from Psalm 51 for us. I am Psalm 51 verses three and four say. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me against you. You only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Okay, so against you and you only have I sinned. Yep. Right. And also recognize that when we confess that we've sinned to God, we need to make sure that we're confessing that we sinned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't say, yeah, I did that and it was wrong, but... I can't really help it because, you know, I had a, a bad past or my upbringing or I was never taught the right way to do it or I was having a bad day or, you excuses. know, I was hungry. Yeah, we don't, we can't, that's not true confession if we're offering, just giving excuses. We have to recognize that it's really from the, the evil within us, from, you know, us being, being people who are sinful people who do the wrong thing. We need to recognize that and confess that. And it's also not, I'm sorry, I got caught. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm sorry I did it. It's true, right. true repentance, true, true confession. Yeah. You know, one thing that we do um, at Fairland, I know many other churches do the same thing, is we take communion um, each Sunday. Mm -hmm. And part of that communion time, when we take the, the bread and the juice, remembering the, the, the body and the blood of Jesus, you know, we're, we're instructed to examine ourselves. Mm -hmm. And part of that examination is looking and saying, you know, where have I sinned? What have I done wrong? Uh, that I need to seek forgiveness for. What do I? What sin do I need to confess to the Lord? Again, Sherry, we're in Psalm uh, 139. All right, Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Yeah. The idea of asking God to search us, yep. which is a great time to do before communion. If you have communion every week, it's a great time to look back on the week and ask God to search through our heart and through our, our motives and all of that stuff too. That's right. So we really need to practice also some of the other disciplines to help us with this discipline of confession. I think back to solitude and silence. Like if we are never practicing solitude or silence, if we're never quiet before God, then we're, God doesn't have the opportunity. We're not giving him the opportunity to search us. Yeah. You know, we need to be still before him and, you know, they, they go together. All that noise distracts us. Yeah, we yeah. get, you know, and sometimes we do that on purpose. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like we want to cloud out all of that and so we fill our lives with noise. We fill our lives with activity so we don't have to deal with really what the issues are, what's going on that's inside right. of our lives. That's we right. We confess. Yeah, and sometimes when we when, when we do confess, when, when we practice the discipline of confession, um, it can help us to avoid sin in the future because we don't want to have to go through confessing that sin again or confessing any sin again. If we have to go through the, the discipline of confessing it, hey, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to go through yeah. with that. And we especially, if we're confessing to somebody else, which we're going to talk about in a minute, we don't want to have to do that again. That's right. <laughs> like if you go in front of somebody and, and confess a sin to them, 
then they now know about it and you don't want to have to come back the next week and confess the exact same sin. So it kind of helps hold us accountable. So let's talk about confessing sins to each other. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. All right, so when you're confessing sins to another person, first, choose very carefully who that person is that you're going to trust with that information. Choose someone who is spiritually mature, somebody who has wisdom, somebody who's compassionate, who can keep a secret. Mm -hmm. If it's somebody that's talked to you about somebody else, probably not a good person to confess. Not a good choice. Yeah, someone that you know will keep that a secret and that you know will really care and will also pray for you and hold you accountable. Someone who's got common sense. Yeah. Uh, just be, you know, choose that person wisely. And remember, you don't have to confess every little detail. In fact, you probably shouldn't confess every little detail yeah. of the sin. You know? yeah. But on the flip side, you don't want to be too general and say, hey, I just want you to know I did something wrong. Okay? <laughs> yeah. we, need to, we need to be explain what it is that we did. Not necessarily every detail, but we need to be able to explain what it is that, that I did. What's, what the sin was. specific, but not too specific. That's right. That's right. You know, that's part of the, you know, why do we confess our sins to one another, like James tells us in James 5.16. The idea is for prayer support. You know, it'd be praying for me. That's an area that, of weakness of mind or temptation that I deal with. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, why we confess our sin to each other is for prayer support. You know, and realize that if somebody confesses a sin to you, make sure you realize that we've all fallen short, okay? When somebody confesses a sin to you, you know, the inappropriate reaction would be, you did what? I mean, that just, it doesn't work that way, okay? I'm so much more spiritual than you because I've never done that. Exactly. And so we got to remember the important words of Romans 3.23. This is the first verse I ever memorized, so I'm ready. Go ahead. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Right. We've all sinned. Exactly. And then we look at, you know, the Apostle Paul who is this uh, leader in, in the faith. And he said these words, 1 Timothy 1.15. 1 Timothy 1.15 says, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. And that yeah. was the Apostle Paul. Yeah, some translations, I am the worst, am the worst, the worst of sinners. So when somebody confesses something to you, realize that, hey, it's not that you're better than them because we have all messed up. We have all sinned. Right. And if someone is confessing to you, wait silently while they confess. Yeah. Don't feel the need to say something, to have an answer, to, to come in and you know say something that might actually hurt more than That's anything. Right. Or hinder them, or, or hinder them from saying more. Yeah. Exactly. Pray for that person as they are confessing That's to right. you. This is a, probably a really hard thing for them to do, a deep thing for them to do, to trust you with that. So be in prayer for them while they're doing that. And right. don't feel like you have to fill the silence with words, like we said. And don't ask for more details. Like if somebody starts talking about an area of sin they have, don't, you know, don't drag that. This is not a time to get all the details at all. Just let them confess what it is they want to confess and pray for them and then, you know, remind them of God's grace. Right. And also with that, reminding them of God's grace, when they do confess to you and you get a chance to sit there and pray together, asking the Lord for forgiveness for what it is, uh, you know, that that person has done, confirm uh, with them that, hey, uh, you know, you are forgiven because there's forgiveness in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. The Lord has forgiven you if you have asked him for forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And you can be a really good reminder to that person, too, if they keep coming back, you know, and saying, you know, I don't feel forgiven, right? I still feel guilty for it. Just a reminder that, you know, God's grace is enough. That's right. You confessed it. You know, That's right. You can be a real, real good for that person. Yeah. And also, the, the, the first John 1, 9. 
Yeah. To Christians, if we confess our sins, he is faithful, faithful and, and just. just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. unrighteousness. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. a promise for believers, a promise for Christians that when we confess, he takes care of it and he removes it. As far as the east is from the west. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. Confession can definitely be healing. That's right. It helps us deal with those ugly areas in our in our lives, yeah. um, those things that sometimes we hold on to for too long, we don't want to deal with them, but we need to. Right. Unconfessed sin is a burden. Right. So don't carry that burden with you forever. It weighs you down. It weighs you down, and yeah. it gets in the way of spiritual growth. It That's hinders right. you. Confession again draws you closer right. to Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Helps you to grow in intimacy with Him. It helps us to get rid of that burden at the cross. Yeah. Yeah. And confession also, when we're confessing to one another, it helps us to have someone that can hold us accountable. Mm -hmm. You know, they know an area of, 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 that we struggle with. They can hold us accountable uh, to, you know, how are you doing with that? Are you, are you able to resist that? Have you been uh, staying away from those places that might draw you into that temptation? Those types of things. When we confess to someone, uh, they can hold us accountable in the future of things that, that we might be Places we might be tempted to go, those exactly. types of things. They can help you with that. Right, and that, and that accountability will make it less likely that we'll commit that sin again. Yeah, yeah, very good. And that person can hold you up in prayer. Exactly. They can pray for you. And you can even, you know, if you've got a really good person that you're confessing to, that's a great accountability, accountability partner, you can call them when you're feeling right. tempted or when you think that something's going to happen and know that they'll pray for you and they'll be praying for you all the time. And that's, that's what we're supposed to do in the body of Christ. That's right, that's right. Okay, well, that's it for confession today as far as spiritual discipline tomorrow. Our last spiritual dis discipline, it'll be on? Worship. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.